Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Law Firm PPC podcast. My name is Jason Rothman, and I think I should say welcome back to the Law Firm PPC podcast myself. Uh, It's been a little bit of time since I've been putting out episodes on here. Oh, my goodness. It looks like it's been a year. Uh, Episode 22 came out May 15th. 2021, it is May 19th, 2022. Uh, So it's been a year. So thank you for sticking with the show, sticking with me. What a year. Uh, Some very interesting things have happened uh, in my career and life. Maybe we'll get into those one day or maybe not. Um, But We are here to talk about Google Ads specifically for attorneys. Um, If you're new to the show, my name is Jason Rothman. Uh, I do Google Google Ads management full-time. Working for attorneys is something I love doing. It's my favorite industry inside of Google Ads. I'm a specialist at lead generation campaigns uh, from search, from Google Ads, and I work in all kinds of industries, pretty much anybody that needs the phone to ring or lead forms to be filled out. Uh, but an industry I've worked in a lot is uh, the uh, attorney uh, industry. I've worked for a lot of attorneys, all different kinds of law, family law, real estate, criminal defense, personal injury, mass tort, um, and uh, plenty of other areas of the law as well. But it's something that I really, really like when it comes to to Google ads because, um, it works. Um, when people are searching for a specific kind of attorney, uh, that you are, and then you get in front of them with your ads, uh, at the exact moment they're searching and you make it clear with the ads that you are what they're looking for. And then the website makes clear that the website and the business, the law firm matches what they thought they were getting when they did the search and clicked on the ad. Uh, it works. And a good percentage of those people call in or fill out lead forms. And then a good percentage of them, Uh, end up signing up as um, clients for the law firms I work with. So it's an industry uh, that I really love working for. And I've kind of made it a little bit of a specialty in my business, um, generating leads uh, for attorneys. So that's what this podcast is. It's, It's to continue to sharpen my skills at attorney advertising on Google search, uh, and then to share some, uh, knowledge and wisdom uh, that I built up with uh, this audience. So thank you all for being here. Um, and we're going to get ramped back up here with the show. And these these should be uh, coming out weekly. If you want to contact me, lawfirmppc.com is the way to do it. And uh, with that said, let's get into today's topic. So, you know, Google Ads works. You, you set up a campaign, you start running it, and then you get questions from clients that are essentially like, you know, this is working. How do we get more? And whether it's a new advertiser that wants to grow their budget or start advertising more and get more leads, or it's a long-term attorney client that just wants more and more and more. Um, one of the most common questions that I get from attorneys is how can we get more leads uh, from our Google ads campaigns? Now, the answer to that question um, is of course, like it depends on the specific uh, setup for the Google ads account and the advertiser and the results we're seeing and things that are working specifically for them and opportunities they have. But there's a few like common things that 
pretty much any attorney Google Ads account can kind of benefit from or at least be thinking about if the goal is to get more leads uh, from Google Ads. And that's what we're going to be talking about briefly here today. So I've, I've written down four easy ways that attorneys can get more leads uh, from Google Ads. And so these are four easy things that attorneys can do in Google Ads to get more leads. The, the reason I say they're easy is because they're not account specific. They're not like data specific. It's not like I've been running your account for three years and we know all the ins and outs of things that have worked and we're going to try something that we just know is going to work well because we see it in the data that maybe would only work for you uh, based on the data we've seen. It's not like that. Like these are four easy, very common things uh, that can be done. Now, not saying they're going to work all the time. Maybe you've already exhausted these. Maybe uh, in some cases, they're not a good fit for you based on the data you're seeing. But generally, if I'm asked by an attorney running Google Ads, how do I get more leads from Google Ads? Uh, these are four easy things you can do. Uh, so we're going to start start with the partner network. So if you go into Google Ads and you go to a search campaign, um, and then you click on... Um, click on the campaign on like the left sidebar or into a campaign. Then you have this middle left sidebar. That's like light gray says like overview recommendations, insights, scroll down on there. There's a, uh, area called settings and you can go into the campaign settings. And if you're on a search campaign, uh, what you'll see here is you've got the networks on the settings campaign settings page. You'll see an area for networks and you got the search network that that search network is Google com. If you're in the United States, google.com showing up on Google searches. That's what the search network is. But there's another search network called Google search partners. And you can see there, there's a box that you can flip on or off. And if we hover over include Google search partners, hover over that box line, uh, it'll say to help you get a similar cost per conversion as you would get on the search network. Some clicks on the search partner network may cost more or less than on your search, Google search max, CPC bid. All right, blah, blah, blah. So that was actually something else. So um, the Google search partner network, what is it? It's other websites that have search engines besides google.com. So the search network is google.com. The search partners network or Google search partners is other, it's a collection of other websites that have search engines that are not google.com. And so if you include those, you can show up on google.com like normal, but you can also show up on other places as well. What are some examples of search partners? There's basically two formats. One would be smaller search engines. So if there's smaller search engines out there that um, still get some kind of traffic, but they don't want to pay to continue developing their search engine, or setting up an ad network on their search engine, they can just partner with Google. They tell Google, hey, we have a smaller search engine. We want to, we want to run Google ads. Can we just run your Google ads and do some kind of uh, revenue share? And they do that. So that's that. Take a sip here of some, some Powerade. The second thing, um, the second place you can show up on the search partners network are other content websites. Um, like a, a blog about law firm stuff or um, just any kind of website that has content and that that has 
or content's kind of a loaded word there, but pretty much any website that has a search engine, an internal search engine that searches that website's pages and whatever stuff is on their website, it searches through that. It's like an internal search engine. So if you go to a website and you see that search bar, um, some of some websites that have a search bar, they run Google ads on their search results and they basically go to Google and say, hey, um, we've got an s- internal search engine on our website. We don't want to pay to maintain or develop that search engine. Uh, can we just use your Google search technology? You can search through, through our website and uh, run results only for our website. And in return, we'll run Google ads on that search engine, or you can run Google ads on those search engine results, and then we'll do a revenue share. So that's what the search partner network is. It's smaller search engines and then uh, websites that have internal search engines that want to run uh, Google ads and Google uh, search technology. So it's still keyword based. Um, some people keep this on. It's on as a default. Usually uh, some people take it off, but if the goal is to get more leads uh, from Google, Google ads, then I would try including the search partner network and seeing how that data performs. So once you have it turned on uh, settings page, network, search network, and then check the box that says include Google search partners. Once you have that turned on, you can go to your campaigns. And when you're looking at your campaign page, you select the date range you want. And then there's a segment button on the middle right side. And you can segment out the campaign data by network. And it says network in parentheses with search partners. You click on that and then you can get your you can get your Google search network uh, data, which is google.com. And then you can get your your partner network where it says search partners. That's the data on search partners. So you'll see Google search broken out in a line versus search partners in a line. Search partners is that partner network. Um, most of the time I see like five to 10% of the cost and volume going to search partners versus google.com. Google.com usually gets the vast majority, but I have seen some weird cases lately where 20, 30, 40, 50%, sometimes more of the data of the traffic is going to the search partner network as opposed to Google search. And um, you just have to monitor it. So that's rare for that to happen, but I have seen it. And so the way to monitor it is to go to segment on the campaign page, then click segment and then network with search partners. And you can segment out that data by network and see what you're getting from Google search and see what you're getting from search partners. And then do you want to leave that search partner network turned on? Is it generating leads? Well, what you can do is you can look at your clicks column, your impressions column, your cost per click, your cost, and then very importantly, your conversion column. If you're tracking your leads through conversions and your cost per conversion and conversion rate, And that data will kind of tell you if it's a smart idea to leave search partners on. But if you're trying to get more leads and you don't currently have search partners on, it's definitely something I would try because it can open you up to showing on on more searches. Because the search partner network, even though it is non-google.com searches, because that's a Google search network, um, the partner network is on other websites it's still search based and it's still keyword based and it's your keyword. So um, that's one way to, to get more leads uh, from Google ads. Number two here, um, I'm going to say number two here, strong bids, Um, strong bids. So 
all things being equal, the ads that show up at the top get more clicks, they get more volume, they have a higher click through rate. So if you want to show up more often, and if you want to show up at the top more often, uh, you can increase your bids. And how do you know if you have room to increase your bidding? Uh, there's a few different columns you can look at. Uh, number one, there's a column called search lost impression share due to rank. That's telling you of the searches that you don't show up on, that you're eligible to show up on, how many searches are you not showing up on because you have low ad rank and your ad rank is not high enough for that campaign or that keyword to show up sometimes on the search results. Like ad rank is what determines who gets to show up and in what order. And ad rank primarily is made up of your bid times your quality score. So assuming you've done everything you can to get high quality scores, the way to increase your ad rank the way to lose out on impressions less because of a low ad rank to do that less is to increase your bid. Uh, and if you are say missing out on like 40% of searches, 40% lost impression share due to rank, uh, that's like another 40% of searches you could be showing up on uh, with better quality score or, and or higher bids. And if you're already doing everything you can do on quality score, then I would say higher bids. Um, so, that's what that column is there. Uh, so that can help guide you in terms of if you should, uh, if you could benefit from bidding more. And then the other two columns are the position columns, impression, absolute top percentage and impression, top percentage, impression, top percentage tells you of the times you show up, what percent of the time are you above organic anywhere between position one and four. And then impression, absolute top percentage tells you what percent of the time are you absolutely number one, the number one ad, the absolutely number one thing under the search results. And if you're not 95, 100%, 93% or something like that, and you're like at 80%, 70%, 30%, that means there's room to bid more and show up number one more often. You show up number one more often, you're going to get clicked on more often, you get clicked on more often. If you have good keywords and good search terms, you're going to get more leads. And so stronger bids is a way to to get more leads from Google ads. And people would say, well, I don't want to pay more um, per click. I don't want my leads to cost more. And sometimes that is a valid concern. Uh, but at the same time, sometimes I think people are underestimating the value of Google ads traffic and how much, um, how many leads are actually getting from Google ads. And then that the awesome value of those leads and if you're not, if there's still return on ad spend that you could get, um, like if if your return on ad spend is so high that you could spend a little more and get a little bit less return, but get more leads overall, uh, increasing your bid is is something you may want to do. Um, and and markets change over the years. I've seen markets change over the years. Uh, things get more competitive. Um, cost per click prices go up what it takes to show number one, what it takes to show up, up at the top, and then sometimes what it takes to show up overall, anywhere, often, um, and not miss out on impression share due to ad rank um, to such a large extent, that cost goes up as well. That price goes up as well. So if you've been sitting at bids for the last five years or 10 years, and you're wondering why your lead count has gone, gone down and you haven't increased your bids, well, um you may want to look at that cost per click in your position data and how much you're missing out on rank because things might have changed uh, in the last five or 10 years in terms of the competitiveness of the auctions you show up on. And then finally, if you want to get some competitor data, there's an area called uh, auction insights uh, where you can kind of see how you stack up 
um, compared to your competitor, uh, competitors for different campaigns and keywords and stuff like that. So moving on here, uh, and I'm going to save this one I keep looking at for last. So we're going to say wide schedules and locations is number three. So um, if you just want more leads at the same cost that you're currently paying and you don't want to raise your cost per click, but you're willing to spend more for more leads at that same cost it takes to generate those leads per lead, I would say set your schedule and your locations as wide as possible for your business. So if you're a family law attorney in Houston and you've set up your campaigns for like a five mile radius around your office and you're spending your full budget, maybe you do a 10 mile radius uh, or a 12 or a 12 mile or an eight mile or something. You grow your location and you spend more, but because you're growing your location, you can show up more. Uh, more auctions and get more leads, get more clicks and get more leads. It's an option. Now, maybe people in that radius from like eight to 10 miles away versus the first seven miles, maybe they're not as good as of traffic. And maybe uh, you need to um, lower the bid adjustment on them or something like that, or just understand they're going to convert at a lower rate. But if you want more leads, um, it's one way to do it. So I always say, go as wide as possible. Uh, for the budget. And I will just say with Google ads these days, what seems to work best with the system and flow well with the system is going wide. So you don't want to go wider than makes sense for your business. But like I run into people that want to just target this zip code or that, that zip code or whatever, or a handful of them, but they actually could do business like across a whole county or across a whole metro. I say, go with the county, go with the metro. Uh, Cause that just seems to work well. Uh, with Google ads these days. Um, so I like going as wide as possible, as wide as makes sense, as wide as you're comfortable with. You can do that with your location, just like we're talking about that, talking about now, but you can also do with your schedule. So if for some reason you're running 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. and then 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. and you you don't run between that 12 to 3 p.m. hour or the 12 to 2 p.m. hour, whatever I just said, uh, those hours, well, why not? You know, can you still take lead forms? Can you still take calls? If there was something where one day you looked at your data and was like, oh, my conversion rate was lower during the 2 to 3 p.m. hour, I'm going to turn that hour off. I'm not really into that stuff. I think oftentimes people misjudge the data and they don't have a big enough sample size and it can lead to bad decisions. And like truly, truly, what is the difference between someone searching real estate attorney at 2.15 p.m. versus 3.15 p.m.? Like, is it that much of a difference? I don't think so. And I think you're kind of disrespecting the power of search advertising, where you get in front of someone who's looking for exactly what you you offer if you play games too, too much uh, with that scheduling. Now, I understand if you can spend your full budget during the workday and you don't handle leads or take calls on the weekends or overnight, yeah, you know, run your budget through the through the work week. But like, if you do take leads on Saturdays, uh, you have an answering service or you at least can take lead forms, you know, experiment with what it's like to run on Saturdays and Sundays, see what that conversion data looks like, see how following up with those leads on Monday is working out for you and see if you're getting some business from that. Um, but I like going as wide as possible on schedules as location and locations. If the goal is more leads and also going as wide as makes sense for your business. So you still have to factor in your business decisions in terms of location and scheduling, and you, you still want to do things that make sense. But if they can make sense for your business, um, run during those times and, and during those and at those locations. And then 
Finally, to wrap up here, uh, the big one I've kind of been keeping for the end uh, is broad keywords. Uh, broad keywords are where Google shows you on searches that are related or relevant. I think the word they use is related. So I'm just going to search broad uh, keywords, Google ads here and see what they're saying on the definition. So let's see what broad keywords broad. Uh, let's see here. Uh, a keyword match type allows your ad to show on searches that are related to the meaning of your keyword, which can include searches that don't include the keyword search terms. Um, let's see here. Searches. I don't know. It's, they've kind of changed this, but um, basically they're, they're going to show up, show you on searches that they think um are related to the meaning of your keyword. So that's not the word relevant. So if your keyword is real estate attorney, maybe the search that you'll show up on are um, tax property records law or something like that. Like it can be pretty open. And on top of the search, listen to what they're taking into account here. To deliver relevant matches, this match type may also take into account the following. The user's recent search activity. So if they did a bunch of searches about real estate and then they did a search that just said lawyer near me, maybe Google saying, well, they just did recent searches about real estate. It's likely they meant that they're looking for a real estate lawyer, even though they just did the search lawyer near me. So they're taking into account the user's recent search activities, the content of the landing page and other keywords in an ad group, other keywords in an ad group to better understand the keyword intent. Wow. So there's a lot going on there. Um, and I'll just say this, when you show up, when you look at the search terms that you're getting for broad keywords, you might be happy. You might not be, they might look really, really weird. Some of them and unrelevant and some of them just won't be relevant, irrelevant. Um, but that's not the way to judge broad match keywords. The goal of broad match keywords, the, the reason why you do it is to get more volume. Uh, you show up on a ton more searches than you do for phrase and exact. And you can also get a lower cost per click uh, if you want to bid those lower. So it can bring in more volume. And you go through that search terms report. And if there's obvious stuff you don't want to show up on, like if somehow you showed up on a search like a uh, criminal defense attorney or family law attorney, and you have a broad match keyword, real estate attorney, then yeah, add criminal defense, add family law, or I would add family as negative keywords. So add some negative keywords that for stuff that just totally doesn't make sense. But when you're going through that search terms report, you're going to see some stuff that might make sense depending on the user doing the search. And there's going to be a lot of stuff you show up on. Some will be spot on to your keywords, some won't. Um, and some will just be obvious stuff that you should negative out. However, the, the, the way you want to judge broad match keywords is with the conversion data. Uh, you know, what's your cost per conversion? Is it bringing in conversions? Is it bringing in leads? And if the goal is to get more leads, then yeah, I mean, it, it can work. And I have seen it um, work a lot better, broad match keywords, a lot better in the last year than it has previously. So they're doing a lot of work with that. And if you really, really want to step up the volume, then broad match keywords is a way to do it. The way I like doing broad match keywords, I like doing it in its own campaign so you can control it with its own budget. 
uh, and separate it from your phrase and exact match keywords. So that's the way I do it. And then I just judge the data. I, I try to get the similar cost per conversion or whatever the goal is, similar to phrase and exact or whatever the cost per conversion goal is. And if I need to bid lower um, on broad match keywords, which I will likely need to do, uh, to get the same cost per conversion because they might have lower conversion rates and phrasing and exact, I do it. You just bid lower. Um, and then uh, I like having it in its own campaign. But really, like if you're really looking to take things open and, and open things up, uh, broad match keywords is a way to do it. Sometimes it'll work. Sometimes you'll get leads and then you can adjust your bids to get the right cost per lead. And then sometimes it won't. Um, but you won't really know until you try. And that's one of the most common things I do when, when I'm hearing um, instructions to get more leads or questions about how an attorney can can get more leads. Um, that That's one of the things I do, broad match keywords. So that's it uh, for today's show, everybody. I, I want to thank you for tuning in here to the Law Firm PPC podcast. Uh, again, you can reach me um, at lawfirmppc.com. Uh, and uh, look for these episodes to come out weekly and uh, share the show with uh, friends and colleagues. So with that, uh, thank you, everybody, and I will see you next week.